0: So welcome everyone. Tonight's class is titled "Is Fear a Small Matter?" And the truth is, what I love about uh, these classes and learning Tanya in particular is that every class is just an absolute masterpiece. Now I'm not talking about myself, them. I'm talking about the Tanya. It's uh, every piece of Tanya. Every piece of Tanya has such deep lessons for our practical life to be applied. And today we're going to talk about what's hidden within us. Rafi, I hope you're listening, because I want you to listen to this incredible idea. You told me that you were painting. I'll tell you something about paint. <laughs> well, hi Baruch, welcome. So... We learn, when the Baal Shem Tov started getting involved in the Hasidic, when he started the Hasidic movement, there was a little bit of a curse word that people would would tell their friends. And that bad word was to be called an Am Ha'aretz. An Am Ha'aretz. Was like a, literally a very bad. That was oh, you don't want to be an Amhar. It's an Amhar. literally translated. Who could help me? What does Amhar? literally literally translated mean a person of the land. Now people, when they would say it, they meant to say you're an ignoramus here. Came about came about Shemtov, and he says the biggest compliment you could give someone Baruch is to call him. And Amhar, the person of the land. The land is the greatest resource that till today we have no true grasp on how incredible the land is. Baruch, you with me? Let me give you an example, Baruch. (laughs) Here we hear you. If you dig deep the resources we find in the earth whether you're talking about gold and silver or, and, and diamonds, whether we're talking about water, whether we're talking about the ability of growth, a person of the land means that if you dig within a person you're gonna find deep deep treasures. And this is the biggest compliment to someone. You're an Amahara which means if I dig deep in you the further I dig the greater the greater the greater, energies, the greater resources that I'm going to find within you. And today we're going to learn some of those natural resources that we have within us. Let's see this inside. Chapter 42, the chapter starts off sharing that in the light of what has already been said on the subject of the lower kind of fear, In chapter 41 we discussed the lower level of fear, the fear from knowing the greatness of Hashem. So now we could understand what the Talmud tells us. The Talmud shares, one will clearly understand the Talmudic comment on the verse, And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but but to fear the Lord your God? The Torah tells us, What is Hashem asking from you? The only thing is just to fear God. Right? Baruch Hashem, everybody on this call has children. And sometimes you turn to your children and say, What do I want from you? All I'm asking is to throw your plate out in the garbage. That's all I want. Hey, throw your plate in the garbage, it's fine. But imagine you turn to your child and say, All I want is for you to be a doctor. That's all I want. It's nothing. I just want you to be a doctor. What do you mean all you want is for me to be a doctor? To be a doctor. That's tough stuff. To fear Hashem. It's not so simple to fear Hashem. It's hard for me to see Hashem. And yet the Torah says, Hashem says, what do I want from you? I just want you to give me, just fear. So the Gemara asks, is fear then such a small thing? So the Gemara replies, yes. In the case of Moshe, it was a small thing, and so forth. That's what the Gemara shares. The Gemara says that fear is not such a big deal. For Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not a big deal. No, I don't understand something. I don't understand. Everybody here, has a, a small inkling in, into education or as a parent. But let's take a class, for example. You go to all the kids in your class and you say, Everybody here in this class, for Dr. Boritzer, it's really simple for Dr. Boritzer to come up with a dissertation for his doctorate. It's not so, then for everybody, it should be simple. Does that make sense? No. It's easy for Dr. Boris. So it doesn't mean it's easy for or Dr. or Mr. Bruce. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, one of the the leaders of the Jew, the leader of the Jewish people, because for him it was easy, therefore for everybody it's easy. And that's the question that, that the Tanya now asks. At first glance, the answer the Gemara gives is incomprehensible. For it is written, what does the Lord require of you? It the Hashem doesn't say what does Hashem want from Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah says, What does Hashem want from you, Morabash? What does Hashem want from you, Dr. Boratzer? And the Gemara says, it, It's yeah, from you it's very easy because because Moshe Rabbeinu is a small thing. I don't understand. I don't understand. How, do, what, 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 who are you talking to me? Or are you talking to somebody else? And here we learn, what I was telling you, that within everybody, within every Jewish person, (coughs) there are deep, deep resources. And the further you dig, the more you'll find. The explanation, however, is as follows. Each and every soul of the house of Israel contains within it something of the quality of our teacher Moses. Peace unto him. For he is one of the seven shepherds. Are we familiar with the seven shepherds here? The seven shepherds. Anyone ever saw a flock of sheep? No? There's no flock of sheep passing by our houses? Well, our... our the Jewish people have seven shepherds. Seven people that are the shepherds of the entire flock of, Jewish, of the Jewish nation. <coughs> For example, we have Avraham Avinu as the first. To be a shepherd means that they're taking care of their flock. They're giving something to their flock. And that's what we say. The seven shepherds who cause vitality and godliness to flow to the community of Jewish souls, for which reason they are called shepherds. These seven leaders of the Jewish people, they (coughs) are giving vitality and godliness to allow to come in to the Jewish souls. We're familiar with the on. We learn on Sukkot, Every day of Sukkot, seven guests come. Most of these guests are our shepherds. So each one of these shepherds give their flock something. From all the shepherds Who is the faithful shepherd? And and actually, the faithful shepherd is a a very precious quote in Judaism. If you say, Raya Mehemna, faithful shepherd, this means the faithful shepherd. Meaning from all the shepherds, who is the one that is connected to faith? Who gives us faith? Continues Tanya. Our teacher, Moshe, peace unto him, is the sum of them all, and it's called the faithful shepherd. Wow. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Raya Mehemna. He's called the Faithful Shepherd. What does that mean, that he's called the Faithful Shepherd? This means, that he, this means that he brings down the quality of das, of knowledge to the community of, the, of Jewish people, that they may know the Lord, each according to the capacity of his soul and its root above, and it's nurture from this root of the soul of our teacher Moses' peace unto him. So Moshe, the seven leaders of the Jewish people, they're each called shepherd. each one of us giving something else. Avram gives us the ability to be kind. There's no such thing as a Jew that can't be kind. One of his shepherds, one of his fathers, is giving him the ability to be kind. Moshe Rabbeinu is called a faithful shepherd. He gives us f- faith. What does it mean to have faith? We're not talking about blind faith. Anyone here want to define what would blind faith be? What's blind faith? Blind faith would be that I don't have faith. There's no the faith is. Just because I was told, we're not talking about blind faith. We're talking about faith that is based off of knowledge. And we'll talk about a little bit about that later on. What it, mean, what it means, faith based upon knowledge. But I want to share. I want to point out a few a few thoughts to you. Number one is we learned that there's seven Jewish leaders. And what do they give what do they give each one of us, every Jew? They give vitality and godliness. Chayus Velikus. The Tanya could have written, and initially it was written, that, that they give godly vitality to everybody. But that's not what the Tanya says. The Tanya says that these seven shepherds give us vitality and godliness. What's the difference? What does that mean? Vitality, chayus means that, that the seven shepherds give us Ava and Yira, love and fear of God. That's vitality. They're giving us energy. Someone who's, who is a loving person and, and also has that fear, they're on fire. And they give godliness means they give us the ability to be humble. Humility. So these seven shepherds give us the ability to love Hashem, to fear Hashem. And they give us the ability to be humble. Where does Moshe Get this energy from. Moshe himself is rooted in Das Eldion, the higher knowledge of the tenth spheres of Atzilos. We know there's four worlds. And in the highest world of Atzilos, Moshe Rabinu comes from Das, comes from the highest level of knowledge. And this high level of knowledge he gives to you. Ah, so he's giving you from his level of knowledge which is united with the blessed emanator for he and his knowledge are one and he is the knowledge have baruch have you ever changed your mind occasionally if you've changed your mind so that means you are not your knowledge Meaning, what does it mean he and his knowledge are one? There's nothing else. If you are the only existence, so you don't know something outside of yourself, you you know yourself. Your knowledge is you. Moshe Rabbeinu is the highest level of this knowledge and this he gives to every single Jew. So if I dig within everybody, and this, everybody here already has this revealed within them, but every Jew, no matter where they may be, at any time, at any place, this level of Moshe, this ability to know God, just needs to be scratched off. You take a little bit of a, of a fork and you just peel off the covering. That's powerful. Every Jew has a piece of Moshe within him. No Jew will be left behind because we, we're all one. We don't want to be missing a foot, missing a finger. Okay, that's, that's step number one. So step number one is that Moshe Rabbeinu gives each of us the ability to know God. Now, let's talk about the sun for a minute. The sun has rays and sparks. The sun has a ray of the sun and a spark of the sun. What is the difference between a ray and a spark? A ray of the sun, it's not in the sun anymore. It's separated from the sun. A spark of the sun is the sun itself so if your house is illuminated by a ray of the sun you're getting illumination from the sun but it's already disconnected from the sun if you're getting illuminated from a spark of the sun you're getting illuminated from the sun itself so now tanya goes deeper rafi could i ask you a question You ready? The question is if each one of us has a piece of Moshe in him, so why do we need leaders of the generation? Well, what are they good for? If everybody has their own individual spark of Moshe or ray of Moshe, so what do I need leaders of the generation for? What do you think, Rafi? Baruch, what do you think? Yeah. Why do we... Say it again? You think they're guidance. So they're just a guide. But then they're not a leader. They're just a guide. It's a big difference. What's the difference between your average Jew and the leader of the generation? We call them the Nasi Hadar. What's the difference? Morabash? what do you think? Rafi, go ahead. Sure, what do you think, Rafi? I like that idea. You have to have someone lighting the spark. Is that kind of what you're saying? Someone that's... Nice, nice. That's to be the person lighting the fires. What about you, Morabasha? These are fantastic points. The tzaddik of the generation. The guide. The person who lights the sparks. Let's see how Tanya is going to put it into perspective. Tanya is going to share. Let me first say a story. Rabbi Gershon Mendel Gorelick Is the... Head of chabad of I want to say of Italy. I think I think it's Italy. Um, yeah. And he was he's been there for many, many years, 40, 50 years. There were times he would get on a plane, travel to New York. Watch the Rebbe walk by And go back to where he was To his place where he was busy Spreading Judaism Not even say hi to the Rebbe Is that foolishness? Is that holiness? What is that? You're going You see the Rebbe's face And you leave And maybe the answer Is in the next paragraph We're going to learn that in every generation there is a leader. This leader has a spark of Moshe in his body and soul. Not that his soul is the soul of a leader. Not that his soul is the soul of Moshe. His body is the body of Moshe. Let's look at this incredible, unbelievable, powerful, And this also says why people say, why do we have pictures of the Rebbe in our house? Because the Rebbe, a leader of the generation, has the power of Moshe within him. His physical body is a body of Moshe. In addition and beyond this general influence to the community as a whole, aside from the fact that every Jew has a ray of Moshe within him, their descendant every generation sparks, sparks, pieces of the sun, pieces of Moshe from the soul of our teacher Moses, peace unto him. And they close themselves, look at these words, look until you see seeing is believing, in the body and soul of the sages of that generation. If the Tanya here had said in the soul and body So you see that because there's a spark of Moshe in the soul, it's automatically also in the body. But that's not what it's saying. There's a spark of Moshe in the body of the leader. And that leader is the eyes of the congregation to impart knowledge to the people, that they may know the greatness of God and serve him with heart and soul. So Moshe Rabbeinu had put himself inside of the body and soul of the sages of the generation, giving them knowledge that they can, they can impart knowledge to all of the Jewish people in that generation, to know God. Maybe that's why maybe that's why we, we have such a big focus on finding each Jew, because that's what your father cares about every son. A shepherd. There's no such thing as a lost son. You're going to look for every single son out of love. For the service of the heart is according to the das knowledge, as is written, "Das aleki avirchav deyobalev of Shalem." Know the God of your father. And serve Him with a perfect heart and with a willing, with a willing mind. In other words, by knowing, in order to serve Hashem with a perfect heart, you have to know God. The ability to serve Hashem appropriately is through knowing God. And how do we know God? That is through the leader of the generation. Chassidus, one of the big differences between Chassidus, let me tell you a mashal. This marshal I heard from one of the places that the boat I'm looking at has been. The boat, I, the, the boat that's on our screen, if I'm correct, spent a while in Hawaii. And uh, I was by a Sheve Bruchus on Shabbos with Rabbi Krasnyansky from Hawaii. And he shared, what's the difference between Musr and Chassidus? There's a big Musr movement. There's there's a movement of Chassidus. What's the difference? They're both holy. So he said the difference is the difference of a porcupine. Imagine you have a porcupine that rolled around in the mud. Just a mess. Just one big mess. There's two ways to clean it off. Baruch could go, if he cares about porcupines, seat the porcupine on his lap. He could take a towel and through each one of those pokes, clean it. Probably take him, how many hours will it take you, Baruch, to clean every single poke perfectly? (laughs) Five hours? He said, that's musr. You could do it. Slowly clean. But he said, you know what this is? You know, if that porcupine gives a little shake, in 10 seconds, he's clean himself. That's the difference. The difference is are we shaking up ourselves? Is it coming from within or externally? That you'll see that the leaders of every generation they taught us about Hashem. The Rabbi's my The deepest My tell us about how great Hashem is, the deepest levels of Adam Kadmoin. Atik, we, we get a little glimpse of the greatness of HaShem and the more we get a glimpse into the greatness of HaShem the more we love HaShem we fear HaShem the more we serve HaShem so the service of HaShem the greater the greater our knowledge of HaShem the greater our service of HaShem and the way we have this knowledge is through the leader of the generation however when Mashiach comes but regarding the future the Messianic era is written, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, "Know the Lord," for they shall all know Me. When Messiah comes, we're all going to know Hashem. So we don't need—we're not going to need the leader of the generation at that time to teach us about Hashem. So what does Moshe give us? What does what is Moshe giving every Jew number one is he's there's a ray of him within us giving us the ability to know Hashem and Moshe is also giving us a leader in every generation who is teach who is guiding us you know what I think the wording of this class was divine Baruch said a leader is a guide it's true he's a guy he's guiding us Dr Boritzer said. That the leader is lighting the flame. It's true. He's he's revealing within us what's there. Beautiful words. However, and this is something, I'll I'll just talk for myself, I'm very guilty of. And I think as a whole, it's something it's hard to do is, sometimes we get stuck on the knowledge, and we don't allow it to get, get to our heart. Meaning sometimes we think the knowledge is so beautiful we get caught up in it. But we don't really apply it to ourselves. We, if we could we could for an, a few hours think, think about something mystical. But we're thinking about it completely intellectually. We're not allowing it to get emotional. And it's not about the knowledge only. It's about really... Thinking deeply into the knowledge. And when you think deeply into the knowledge, that will bear the emotions. Let's see that. However, the essence of knowledge is not the knowing alone that people should know the greatness of God from authors and books, but the essential thing is to immerse one's mind deeply into the greatness of God And fix one's thought on God with all the strength and vigor of the heart and mind. It's not enough to think about Hashem, to to think about the knowledge. We have to delve into it to really focus on it. To really apply it to ourselves. Until his thought shall be bound to Hashem with a strong and mighty bond as it is bound to a material thing that he sees with his physical eyes. We have to Think so deeply about the greatness of Hashem until it becomes like the cup in my hand. I know this cup is here and Hashem is here. Until his thoughts shall be bound to Hashem with a strong and mighty bond as it is bound to a material thing that he sees with his physical eyes and concentrates on his thoughts on it. You remember we said Moshe gives a stas. Here's something very powerful. Das which also which means knowledge also means the greatest union possible true knowledge is connection so much so that if you know someone and you don't connect with them there's a word for it what's it called it's like it's called uh not abuse it's called um what would be a word for knowing someone well and, and basically abusing them? Um, it doesn't come to mind. But, but for example, it says, it's known that dask is, is a word that connotes union, as in the phrase, an Adam knew Eve. The Torah tells us that Adam and Chava had a relationship together, the deepest level of connection, and the word to talk about that connection is new. Is, under, is that they had an understanding of each other. So the deepest connection needs to, breathe, needs to bring to understanding. So to know Hashem is not to know Hashem in your mind. It's to connect with Hashem. To know Hashem and not connect means that we're not really knowing. How do we have that ability to know Hashem? This capacity and this quality of attaching one's knowledge to God is present in every soul, just to jump ahead, by virtue of its nurture from the soul of our teacher Moses. So let's conclude here. We'll continue back at this paragraph about uh, where we get this ability from. But tonight, let's conclude with this thought. Moshe gives the Jewish people as a whole three things. And we'll expand upon this more next week. Number one, He gives us all a ray of knowledge. He gives us leaders that have a spark of Him within their body and soul who guide us to that knowledge. And He gives us the ability to delve into the knowledge, to think about the knowledge, and to connect with the knowledge. That's a leader. A leader is someone who who really gives to his people what they need. Again, Moshe gives us a ray, of, a ray of knowledge of godliness with naturally within us. He gives us leaders with a spark of himself within their body and soul who guide us how to reveal that knowledge. And he gives us the ability to connect with the knowledge.